Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to uh, week 12 of What to Do. Um, I am your host, John Gillick. It is indeed a pleasure to be with you today as we uh, touch on some subjects in uh, in our world that might be affecting us both positively and negatively, um, even though we'd like to keep it a very positive spin on this uh, on this podcast. But again, thanks for being with, with me. Um, I'm getting a lot of great, great feedback from people. Um, via the email and uh, some folks have friended me on Facebook and uh, have made it a point to uh, discuss at length some of the things they're hearing on the program and uh, it's just really good to hear those those voices and of course the usual f- folks who are out there Mark, Tommy, Ed, thank you Duran, keep up the good work uh, of spreading the show, I know Tom you're doing a really nice job, Tom Ayala, a really good friend of mine, um, does a real nice job of pushing the program on many different platforms, uh, puts it on the uh, Raiders Drum Bugle Corps page, uh, alumni page. So if you're a fan of uh, Drum Corps, uh, that would be the place where you go. Uh, if you want to check it out, obviously you can always get it on my Facebook page. It's John Gillick, and uh, I am the John Gillick from Scotch Plains, New Jersey. And if you want to get a hold of me very, via the email, um, yeah, jjg5150 at aol.com. Uh, a lot of things went on this past week, a lot of things that were really, really solid, a lot of good things uh, you know, happening uh, in the world. Um, I think one of the biggest takeaways this week is, uh, did MLB start the season um, with an ineffective COVID-19 plan? Um, as you know, the season started for baseball last week, and we've had numerous players on many different teams uh, now being tested positive for COVID-19. And uh, the Miami Marlins had 18 players. The Philadelphia Phillies had two. Um, the Cardinals had a few players that were just diagnosed. And, you know, I'm, I'm watching the games and I'm enjoying the fact that the Yankees are playing solid baseball right now. And um, I'm I'm watching the games, and I know there were some parameters put in place for these players. There's no spitting, no high five. You should be wearing the mask, socially distance. Uh, you know, please make sure you're taking care of yourself. But I'm seeing a lot of that go by the wayside. So I'm wondering if some of that is getting in the way of the um, protocols that MLB put in place. But then I'm also wondering, like, why are the why are these guys thinking they have to go out and go party someplace? Like that's what happened to six players in the Miami Marlins. You know, they decided to go to a, 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 a night out on the town when they were in Atlanta. So now, does that mean the Atlanta Brave players are going to get something? You know, are going to catch this corona nine, uh, co- yeah, Corona-19. A coronavirus, COVID-19. I get so nuts about it. Um, but, you know, it's a trickle-down effect. Now, they, the, the St. Louis Cardinals just played the Milwaukee Brewers. Does that mean the Brewer player is now opened up to this thing? So... You know, even though it's great to see that baseball has started and we did a full week of playing already, um, you know, we we still have that specter of of COVID-19 hanging over our heads. Conversely, um, NBA kicks off, I think they kicked off last night, Lakers, uh, I think Lakers Clippers last night, another game, Pelicans and somebody else. Um, They kicked off and they've been in their bubble down in Orlando, of all places, and... um, Results were great. Great people were were watching it. The numbers were good for ratings and things like that. Um, 
So, yeah, maybe NBA did the right thing. And, and the same with the NHL. I, I saw a couple of exhibition games on the last couple of days. I know the season starts tomorrow. The playoff series starts tomorrow for the NHL. And I really like what they did. They put it in two places. They put it in Toronto and Edmonton, where there you know, are considerably less COVID cases happening in Canada. And they've learned how to work it a little bit better than we have. Um, although I might say this in the state of New Jersey, as of today, the 31st of July, there were no deaths reported from COVID-19. So we might be on a on something there and but of course there are people partying and we we see some some hot spots springing up in the state of new jersey so we guys got to be careful gang um but you know the nhl is back in in full effect the the uh, the nba is back in full effect Uh, training camps have opened up for the nfl so hopefully they have an idea of how to handle this covid thing um you know when it if and when it pops up on their teams so it seems like there's some sense of normality uh, that's associated with sports, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, it gives us an opportunity to shut off the real world and go to that fantasy land of of what major league sports do for us. It gives us some time to take our minds off of the daily daily grind of what we have to do, um, and uh, gives us that couple of hours of just fleeting moments where we can just be that kid again and enjoy our sports that we we love so much. Um, read a very interesting article uh, this past week about Woodstock in uh, 1969 and how uh, there was a pandemic going around the United States at the time of Woodstock of all places. So, and they they were saying in the article, um, and it's written by three doctors, one who was just an intern at the time in 69 and a few others who studied uh, the pandemic of 69 and they were saying it's on equal par as to what we are experiencing today, and I, I don't know about that. I wasn't. I was merely th- three years of age in 1969, so I didn't really, um, you know, understand it. Obviously, but you, know, you see the pictures of Woodstock, and you you just see what's happening in humanity um, at at that weekend at, at Yasker's Farm up in New York State, and. You know, you, you you just wonder, you know, how did how did they handle it? And evidently, they just went about their business. And you got sick, you got sick. There was really no protocols put in place. And I think that I think we're doing a pretty good job of making sure that we we keep our distance and stay safe. But we just got to continue to do it, gang, um, and continue to be aware, you know, of what our responsibilities are. And again, that lines up with the title of this program: What to do? You know, make sure you wash your hands, socially distance. Wear the mask, gang. Okay, so this way we can all enjoy a better 2021, and hopefully things will turn around for us. Um, as an educator, you know I have to also include um, be, again being vigilant, knowing what your union is saying about the return to school. Um, be clear on the intent of your district, and this goes for anyone who listens to this broadcast who happens to be an educator. Um, you know, be aware, ask questions. Um, don't be afraid um, of, of asking the questions. You know, can I go back? Should I go back? Is it safe to go back? And um, there's been a lot of speculation about in here, especially in the state of New Jersey, about what um, our governor is going to do. I had heard a few things about uh, next week being a deadline, a hard deadline for him to make an absolute statement about it. I know he's he wants us to open 
in September, but it's it's seemingly um, unlikely, in my opinion, that that's going to happen. But you never know. Uh, and again, there's been some models presented that will allow um, greater clarity in how to enter the classroom and things like that. But, you know, from from a music standpoint, obviously the kids can't sing and the kids cannot play their instruments and you're watching uh, a lot of marching band circuits around the area of New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, New York. Uh, I said New York State. Um, New York State Field Band Association, for instance, and uh, up, upwards towards New England. They're canceling their circuits and they're canceling their, um, their, their uh, uh, arenas for students to perform in. They just not want to take the risk. And rightfully so. You can't be putting these kids on a bus and transporting them, you know, half hour, an hour, hour and a half place to perform. You know, it's just, you know, you, you we're not there yet with that. So, yes, it's sad for the marching band folk and who, uh, you know, and I, you know, I all appreciate the marching arts. And it's just unfortunate that we go through um, yet another series of cancellations for the students. But on the, on the other hand, you know, it, it'll make us a lot more aware of who we are and where we are going. I think that, you know, we, we take these precautions now. We write the book on how to handle it. We make that handbook available, and we move on down uh, from this. And we, we hopefully uh, learn our lesson. But we know that history is much like a pendulum, folks. What happened over on one side of the pendulum will always swing to the other side of the pendulum. So that is something that I, I find always to be fascinating in the world of history um, for, for, for that scene. Speaking of the marching arts... Uh, those of you who are very much into the world of drum and bugle corps, this would have been Allentown this weekend, Allentown, Pennsylvania, which for those of us who've been in the marching arts holds a very sacred and almost um, church-like reverence for that stadium, uh, J. Bernie Crumb, where we've uh, either experienced some great moments as a marching member maybe a staff member, you had the great show that you taught your kids, or just as a fan watching some excellent performances come out of Allentown. Uh, this would have been the weekend for it. Um, and true to form, it rained today for a good portion of the day here in New Jersey. And I'm sure the weather was not great in Pennsylvania. That seems to be the way it always works out for Allentown, uh, which, is, which is crazy. I remember the year it rained at J. Bernie Crumb. And they brought a helicopter in early morning the next day to push the water out of the stadium. And I, I think that was just fascinating. So the show can go on. So, again, uh, challenge, met, overcome, and uh, put on a great performance that day. Speaking of great performances, as we transition into some things in the music world, um, I find this to be fascinating because when I first heard their album, uh, the album was called Beauty and the Beat. Um, the Go-Go's just really, uh, really lit up the music world back in the early 80s. 1981 was the debut of that album, Beauty and the Beat. And um, there's going to be a wonderful uh, show on Showtime, I believe. And that is on August 1st, which is tomorrow. Uh, the Showtime documentary called The Go-Go's. It chronicles the band's uh, meteor 
huge meteoric rise to fame uh, and how they came out of the L.A. scene in the 80s with the New Wave uh, group of, of bands that were coming out of L.A. And, uh, you know, they were just really kind of ahead of their time in terms of, of making music as a girl group. Um, we had girl groups all through the 60s, uh, the Supremes, the Marvelettes. Uh, we had great female singers all through the 70s, Linda Ronstadt, uh, Stevie Nicks. Fleetwood Mac was fronted with a lot of female heavy, heavy pieces. Um, but then we get to the 80s and we, we really uh, hear this dominance of the, what we call the power pop. And uh, power pop music uh, was more or less rooted in L.A., but you had a lot of groups coming from England who were classified as New Wave. And there's another great documentary that's out there if you want to check it out. It's about WLIR, uh, which was the radio station to turn to if you were going to hear any of these groups because these groups were not being played on regular New York radio. Uh, but WLIR had the drop on it, and they would be playing the Go-Go's. They would be playing um, the Ramones on a, on a regular basis. They weren't just playing the hit track from, from Rocket to Russia. They were playing everything else around it. Um, you know, you're hearing a lot of bands that were on some great soundtracks from, from the early 80s movie, like Valley Girl. Um, you're, you're just hearing this great, great music uh, stemming from L.A. and some things from, New in- from, from England. Um, you know, the D- Duran Duran, you know, nobody knew who they were. Uh, Billy Idol, no one knew who he was. Um, and you heard a lot of those bands. So uh, tomorrow, August 1st, on Showtime, Go-Go's. Uh, it's just called The Go-Go's, and it's a new documentary. Um, you know, and they were the first female band. You know, this is amazing. They were the first female band to play their own instruments and write their own songs, and they reached number one. So how about that there, ladies? All right, so good job on that for The Go-Go's. Um, happened to catch uh, this... I like the fact that when I'm listening to uh, music and I hear something new, uh, it just grabs me. Um, And I I happen to be listening to a radio station here in New York, uh, WFUV, which is Fordham University's own radio station. And during the day, they they have a mix of very eclectic Americana, uh, roots rock and roll, R&B, and just mainstream uh, AOR. Like you'll hear a Springsteen cut. You'll hear a, a track that would be on on a, a mainstream radio station. Uh, but I heard, a, I heard a song from this band called The Mavericks. And I like that whole mix of Americana, um, roots, rock music, a little bit of Texas swing, a little bit of Tex-Mex, a little New Orleans thrown in there. Um, and they're a fabulous band. I went and downloaded one of their albums. Um, and it was just absolutely amazing to hear their, their work. And, and I started to study a little bit about the depth of where they were at, and uh, certainly a band that I recommend checking out if you're into just hearing some new sounds. Um, and for me, the funny thing about it was the album that I listened to and downloaded was from 1998. So they have a huge discography. You might want to go check it out if you're into hearing some new things and you may not know who the Mavericks are. I totally recommend checking them out, and that could lead to something of another idea that someone who likes that kind of music, maybe go pick up some music for them and make sure that they can uh, enjoy it as well. So that's the Mavericks. I totally recommend listening to uh, them if you're into that kind of scene. Um, Saw a thing that was kind of 
interesting about uh, live music may not be coming back until 2022, uh, maybe the tail end of 2021. So who knows? I know that there has been some success with these quote unquote drive in uh, performances. Uh, one of them being Southside Johnny, who's done two of them so far and has had amazing success doing them. Um, well, maybe that's the wave for the next couple of months, maybe having those uh, drive-in concerts. Maybe someone gets the idea of having it staged at a bigger parking lot and you know we can just enjoy uh, from our car and, and not worry about getting uh, sick or worry about anybody else. Um, we can just enjoy the music, which is what the concert experience is basically. Uh, giving us so that's pretty interesting um phantom of the opera closing in london although it's not a permanent close from what i read uh, again it's i'm still trying to read more into it but some friends of mine were very sad about the fact that phantom of the opera in london is, is closing i know frozen here on broadway closed um Rumor is it's Frozen 2 that's going in. Who knows? You know, um, there's a gentleman named Seth Radetsky. Radetsky? I'm sure I'm saying his last name wrong, but he has a great show on, on satellite radio, which is uh, about Broadway. So you can find all your, your information from Seth on, on that. If you have, uh, I believe it's XM, you can check that out. Yeah, so week 12, wrap up. Um, hope everybody's staying safe out there. Hope everybody's enjoying um, this, this weather we, we're having tomorrow here on the East Coast supposed to be nice. We do have a hurricane coming up, uh, which ought to be interesting for places like Florida uh, and the coast and things like that. So just just be cool, everybody. Stay safe. If you want to get involved with the show, again, my email address is jjg5150 at aol.com. Check me out on Facebook, John Gillick from Scotch Plains, New Jersey, the only John Gillick from Scotch Plains, New Jersey. Um, and I'll be more than happy to, to hook up with you guys and, and listen to what you have to say and offer some information for the program, maybe be on the program, who knows. Uh, but again, it's always been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. I could not do this without any of you. So again, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Until next week, everybody, have fun and enjoy. Bye.